Hello, folks. It is the knickknackjack.com podcast. I am the one, the only knickknackjack hanging out here with you. And we've got a podcast to do. I've got a some explaining to do uh, about why there wasn't a part two. I'll explain that. Um, I was going to try and record a podcast earlier this week, and I just broke down. So, uh, the Beatles sessions broke down from time to time, so the Knickknack Jack sessions are equally allowed to break down from time to time. Alright, well, we're gonna call this, uh, episode, um, the Vacations Can Be Hazardous to Your Health. It's Season 5, Episode 6 of the KnickknackJack.com Podcast. Stay tuned! So this past week has been an interesting uh, series of ups and downs and ups and downs. Uh, I'm trying to remember everything that's happened. Um, Obviously, last Sunday, I think it was, uh, and it's now technically Monday morning, but last Sunday I recorded uh, the first podcast I've recorded in quite some time, uh, Second Quarter Review, and I was planning on recording Second Quarter Review Part 2, um... But it, uh, I think it was Monday at 9 o'clock, uh, as I recall, was the scheduled time. I was going to do it via Blog Talk Radio uh, because I wanted to figure out how the... Because uh, I wanted to take live callers and see how that went. Um, and also because I was preparing to do a Let's Talk Train show uh, last week, which I actually did this last Saturday. Um, numbers were a little disappointing, but... Um, from what I heard from the audience and the people actually listening to the show at the time, what few people there were, uh, it went pretty well. So that was good. Um, kind of refreshing to get back in that groove again. Um, much more challenging than I remember to talk for uh, two hours straight or, you know, one hours and 50 minutes or one hours and I think 54 minutes is what it might be with commercials. I don't know. Uh, And then I'm always, I'm liable to play more commercials than I'm supposed to because, you know, you need to do it sometimes just to fill time, Um, such as the world of the broadcaster is, you know, sometimes you think you're prepared for something and then nobody calls in and you're stuck there live on air and you go, oh boy, what am I going to do with myself now? But, um... I think it went pretty well, all things considered, and um, I don't know how frequently I'm going to do it, or infrequently, but for this week, it suited my purposes, and um, it was part of what became like a 28-hour Saturday, or something like that, um, that was mixed with um, flying, talking to this girl on the phone that I've been talking to for the past, oh, almost two months. Um, Yeah, about two months, actually. Uh, Since the beginning of July, I actually put a Craigslist ad 
out in July, and for once in my freaking life, I didn't get um, all spam replies. I actually got a real reply, and uh, that's been going kind of off and on. Uh, purely over the phone for the past two months, so I don't really know where it's going. Um, I kind of have my doubts or my hesitations about it, but, um, so far it's kind of, well, see where it goes. Um, I think I'm back to my, um, line them all up plan, uh, which is essentially, uh, the plan of line up uh, potential dates kind of in groups of two or three and then um, get to a certain point and then pick one. Um, it doesn't always go the way I'd like it to go, but that's what I'm trying again. Um, and admittedly, it's not priority number one. Um, I mean, it's pr kind of thing number one now that I've got too much time on my hands and I've got really nothing to do other than fly on flight simulator, uh, fart around a little bit on train simulator, which I actually did today, did today for a few minutes. Um, I noticed, what did I notice? Uh, I noticed that Streamline Productions has actually put out the Scenic subdivision, uh, which is very cool because that was actually a subdivision that I tried to do in trains. Uh, I have so many failed routes that I've tried to create in Trains Rail Simulator, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, I'm still looking for a better route creator, uh, something more dynamic, something easier to use. It's, it's decent enough, but then when it becomes, comes to making grades and stuff like that, it can get kind of tricky. Um, and you know, I keep saying I'm going to, I'm going to do it to a smaller scale the next time I try and play with trains and then I never do. I always try and do something like a, you know, 150 mile segment of track. And, uh, I think what you really need to do is think about it in terms of model railroading, but I don't know. I haven't seen any good model railroading track plans in a long time. So maybe I just need to start looking at, um, model railroading track plans and use that to kind of get get myself back into the groove because that is what train simulator is. It's more of a virtual model railroading platform than a uh, train simulator. Uh, and it's good for that. I mean, it's kind of fun for that. Um, but as far as the realistic train operation goes, you don't really have that dynamic so much involved in it. So, um, but for Train Simulator, things are still being made, amazingly enough. Uh, Streamline Productions, they made a Scenic sub. Um, I was actually playing with the Signalman sub, which is the subdivision that runs from Needles to Signalman, uh, Arizona. Uh, actually, Needles is in California, but you know what I mean. Um, so they have that, and that's kind of a fun little route to run. Um, that's actually one of my favorite segments of, of track to go rail fanning is the signal, signalman subdivision up by Flagstaff. Uh, last time I was in Flagstaff was, oh, almost a year ago. Um, and if I had the money to do so, I would probably go down there again and hang out trackside and get some pictures and do that sort of stuff. But my main problem with vacation at the moment is, of course, the lack of money. Um, which of course is always a problem for me because when do I ever have money? When have I ever had money? When the fuck will I ever have money again is my, you know, most pertinent question in my mind at the moment. 
Um, and as much as I know that it's like I've got one class to finish in this dispatch program, and that's just dispatch, that's just the dispatch class, um, and I've already worked with my friend Tomo a little bit on kind of getting myself familiar with what's actually involved in dispatching, and I have some idea already, and um, I mean, there's some hard graphs to figure out, there's some hard uh, number calculations that you have to do, um, but from what everything that I've been told, the actual job involves um, looking at the weather uh, across the country, uh, planning routes um, within the computer, and obviously you're looking at the various routes that are available, and you're looking at, all right, where's the weather? Uh, where's Where are the hazards going to be for this flight? And can I plot a... a flight plan that goes around the weather uh, that's still ATPC preferred and all that stuff. And then, of course, you're actually tracking the flight live um, while you're working, and then you're doing this for about uh, 30 flights simultaneously from what I understand. Um, so, you know, I think if, if I can get through this one class, um, and I actually have to take another class just because I have to remain over 10 credits and blah de blah de blah. Um, but I, you know, if I can finish this one class and do well, then take my test and do well, then I should be in pretty good shape to find a job. But, um, you know, in this economy, any, any, anything goes, as I've learned. Um, there's absolutely no safety net. And the more I kind of sit here idly on vacation and think about it, the more I start to get concerned of, uh, well, fuck, what if... Um, you know, what if I can't get a job? What if I can't do well on the test? Um, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if? Uh, you know, basically, Nixon, Nicholas Jackson's standard uh, freak-out mental mode. And uh, as much as that standard, that is not um, a mental mode that I particularly enjoy, and things that I do to combat it, uh, obviously, are flight sim and train sim and uh, things of that nature. And, of course, today I um, simulated purchasing a new 737-800 for my virtual company in FS Passengers. And um, I took off from Renton. Uh, first takeoff did not go so well. Um but then I reconfigured and uh, used FS Passengers to set my uh, settings for the CG and weight. Uh, what this particular uh, 737 does is it goes off of a, a payload model that you actually load externally to the simulator. Uh, and the nice thing about having FS Passengers there is it allows you to actually on the fly... Uh, change the payload model. So what I did was I emptied the plane of cargo and of passengers, uh, as it would be for a plane, a brand new 737 taking off from Renton, and took off from Renton, no problem. And flew, uh, started to fly up to um, Whatcom, then I was going to go over Payne, and then back down to Boeing Field, because that's usually the... Uh, B1 flight for 737s, as I understand it, and then B uh, C1, 
which I think is the customer, where the customer actually flies it for the first time, is uh, usually from Boeing Field to, um, you know, wherever the customer needs the airplane to be for revenue service. Uh, so I flew it into Boeing, uh, landed a little long, uh, still on the runway and stopped well short of the end of the runway, so that was fine. Um, and the touchdown was soft enough, so that was good too. Uh, so that that felt good, just a you know, a good flight. Um, I only turned auto throttle on on that flight. I never turned autopilot on. Then I went from uh, BFI to PDX, um, and I actually added Seattle Approach on. And of course, in my rush to try and figure or get things going. Um, I forgot to activate the flight plan in the flight management computer, so I uh, tried to turn the autopilot on shortly after takeoff, and of course the airplane was like, I don't know what you're trying to do, I don't understand. So um, uh, Seattle Approach was slightly concerned with what I was trying to do, but I eventually got it figured out. Uh, went over to Unicom because Seattle Center wasn't on. Flew down to PDX, uh, spent way too much time at about uh, 3,000 feet because the descent profile told me to go down a little soon and uh, when I was looking at it I didn't think hard, long and hard enough to second guess what the computer was telling me so I just started to descend and lo and behold I'm over the foothills of the Cascade and Cascades and the Jip Whiz wakes up every couple of seconds so that was an interesting ride into uh, Portland and uh, spent a lot of fuel on that one just because I was so low and slow, and low and slow is not what the 737 likes to do. So that was interesting. So I brought it into Portland, and then uh, after that, of course, it was ready for revenue service. So what do I do? But I plan a flight from Phoenix to Portland, and or from Portland to Phoenix, rather. And uh, I screw up two things. Uh, the first thing I screw up is the fuel planning. I only put 17,000 pounds of fuel on board, and uh, that was a boo-boo, uh, because the fuel burn on the 737-800 is apparently a little bit higher than the fuel burn on the 737-700, which actually makes sense, but uh, I didn't know this before, before I planned this first revenue flight. Uh, and on top of the fuel issue, which is uh, kind of a negative thing because I'm supposed to be practicing my dispatching skills by, you know, making the proper fuel load adjustments and the fuel planning and all that good stuff. Um, the tires popped um, because according to FS passengers, I made an exceptionally hard landing 540 feet a minute uh, into Phoenix onto runway 25 left. Now, I reviewed the replay a couple times and um, based on what I know about the VSI, or vertical speed indicator, I know it's not the uh, most reliable instrument in the world as far as calculating, um, you know, touchdown speed and things like that. Because um, it responds relatively slowly to the amount of change that's happening in your in your rate of climb or rate of descent, and it's just based on uh, the static air pressure in the uh, in the static port changing. How much how much is changing 
dictates how much the instrument reads. If it's going up really quickly, well then obviously you're in a steep climb. If it's going down really quickly, uh, then you're in a steep descent. Uh, from what I recall, if I'm remembering my IFR class right, which I really hope I am because it just finished and it would be bad if I didn't remember that correctly. Um, but um, as I was looking at the VSI, as I was touching down, it was well below any reading. And when it's below any reading on a... Um, you know, when the, when the VSI doesn't display a rate of climb or rate of descent numerically on a, on a Boeing glass panel anyway, it simply means that you're either climbing or descending at a rate less than 500 feet per minute. Um, and, you know, I, I think a decent landing rate is, um, you know, probably around 250 feet a minute. Uh, this is actually a subject that most actual pilots uh, really don't pay much attention to. It seems like uh, it seems like something that th that the simulator probably overemphasizes a little bit. Because um, I've never actually popped a tire in real life. Um, I've bounced before, and that was interesting. And I've had kind of I've had a few harder landings that you could definitely tell. Oh, that was a little firm. Um, but. You know, in my five hours of flying, which granted is not much experience, but in my five hours of flying, I've never actually popped any tires or done any damage to an airplane. Uh, whereas in my thousands and thousands of hours in the simulator, I popped many tires, uh, run overrun many runways, and committed all sorts of other terrible atrocities uh, that I should, probably should not speak of. But in this case. Um, I am kind of curious where uh, FS Passengers actually gets its touchdown data from. Uh, because if it's from the VSI, which I would assume it would be, or from the whatever it is in the simulator that feeds the VSI, because uh, obviously in the real world it's the pressure change in the static port that feeds the VSI, but in the simulator you have no static port, so therefore the pressure rate in the static port changing cannot be... Um, used as your VS as the information feed for your VSI. So um, I don't know where it gets its data, but I question its data on this particular landing because I felt like um, it was not 540 feet a minute. It was, you know, a little on the rough side, maybe 300, maybe 380, somewhere like somewhere around there. Um, you definitely. You could see the plane bump a little bit as it touched down, but it wasn't so violent as to obviously break the tires. So uh, I was a little upset about that. I object to FS passengers finding on that particular landing, and that, of course, left me in a bad mood, uh, after which I proceeded to screw around with Train Simulator for a little while, got bored, and then decided to record a podcast. So that has been my interesting th day thus far. Um... And I guess my whole point here is um, having all this free time is not good for me. Um, I need something to do. I need some sort of practical direction to go in. And really, um, if the universe cares, which I don't know if it does or not, I really want this thing to work. Um, 
I'm tired of struggling for money. I'm tired of struggling to stay one step ahead of my doom. I just need something to fucking work. And that's all I really want from the universe right now. Just one break, just one something uh, that isn't continued struggled struggles and then maybe a little bit of time with some people uh would probably help too i mean i can't go home to see my family because i'm broke my dad's broke uh and my mom's not willing to chip any chip enough money in so that's out the window so i'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs for the next three weeks uh impatiently waiting for my dispatch class to start and it's driving me a bit nutty, I'm not going to lie. And, of course, I'm very low on funds, so I can't go into the city and unwind the way I would normally like to. And it's just starting to get to me. Um, as it would for anyone, I'd imagine, who was sitting around on vacation with nowhere to go for two weeks. And it isn't really vacation, I might add. It's just a school break. And, I mean... You know, I, I suppose I could go back to this looking for a temporary job sort of thing. Um, but, I mean, my gut impression and my gut instinct here is it's, again, not worth it to get a job at this point for me unless it actually improves my quality of life. It, if it improves my quality of life, fantastic. But so far, part-time jobs, retail stores decrease my quality of life, not improve it. So I'm looking for something to improve my quality of life. And in a three-week time span before the dispatch class, trying to squeeze that in, uh, and then the prospect of trying to go to school and work at the same time, it's just not going to work. So uh, I guess at least I know my limitations, but... I'll admit that I am getting tired, I'm getting frustrated, and I just want to be done. I just want to get this dispatch license, and I want this to fucking work. So, if that can happen, great. If not, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Um, I just keep hoping that it is going to work, because I really could use a break right now. Um, right, so with that... Um, I think that about does it for this week. It's not the most upbeat, not the most chipper broadcast, I'm afraid, but it is what it is, and I am at where I'm at. So that does it for this week. Uh, stay tuned for more updates. I don't know if more updates will be forthcoming next week or not. Uh, I imagine next week would just be more of the same, so that might be a little redundant for you out there. Uh, but keep listening to the stream anyway, and the stream link you can find um, at knickknackjack.lipson.com. Um, I've gone far too broke to renew my domains, uh, with the exception of fsridealong.com, and I don't even remember what that points to anymore. Uh, and that only got renewed because... Uh, I put my other credit card in there. The credit card that I tore up that I wish I hadn't torn up. Uh, life is such a fun thing. Alright. Well, that'll do it for this week. I will talk to your folks next week. Don't forget to donate if you have money and you feel so inclined to do so. Remember that button, that happy little PayPal button 
is at nicknackjack.lipson.com. That's N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K dot Lipson.com. You can also send me emails with your comments, uh, questions, suggestions, N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K at gmail.com. And please, please don't try to tell me how I'm being a negative so-and-so, and if I just changed my outlook, life would be better, because I may be negatively slanted, but changing your outlook does not change the rest of the world. I'm sorry, the secret is bullshit. All right, with that, I'm out. See you guys next time. Bye.